Hey, I'm Drew. Welcome to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. This is where we drink coffee and discuss our favorite movies. Each week, one of my friends and I will talk about a different movie. So brew your favorite coffee, relax, and let's get started. Welcome back to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. I am here with my good friend George today, who is just laughing in the corner. Um, it's so good to be back, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a fun night. Uh-huh. Uh, we are talking about um, Captain America, the Civil War today. But before we get into it, we have something really cool that we're now doing. Um, I, if, if, if you listen to any of the newer episodes, I talk about my friend Charlie and his coffee, Coast Coffee Roasters. We have set up a really cool thing. If you go to his website... I um which is coastcoffeeroasters.me and then you enter the promo code movies and mochas 20 for 20% off your first order. So if you really love coffee, I promise this stuff is great. Isn't it George, George has had <laughs> it's it. It's good. So trust me. It hasn't even hit us yet, but Nah. No, it's amazing. I highly suggest checking it out. Charlie has some of the best coffee. He's a great Hands roaster. Down. Yeah. Hands down one of the best coffees he has. So please support my boy, Charlie. Seriously. It's a true talent he has. Um, With that, ironically, we are not drinking Coast Coffee today. We are drinking coffee from a different coffee shop in town because I ran out of my Coast Coffee. We were drinking so much of it, and I hadn't had time to get more from Charlie, so I went and bought an emergency bag from a different shop. But it's still really good. Um, It's a strawberry and a chocolatey blend, and... I think it tastes really great. Don't you? It's good. Still not better than Coast. Definitely not better than Coast, but it's still really good. Um, anyways, so back to the movie. We are doing Captain America Civil War. It came out May 6, 2016. The Russo brothers directed it. Ooh, um, who starred in it? It's it's really obvious. Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr., Sebastian Stan, Anthony Mackie, Scarlett Johansson, Paul Bettany, Jeremy Renner, Chadwick Boseman, Tom Holland, Don Cheadle, Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Rudd, Martin Freeman, etc., etc., etc. We could go All on and on. All the heavy hitters. Everyone except Chris Hemsworth and Mark Ruffalo. Sadly. Very sad. But um, before we get into all the juicy parts of it, George, why did you pick this movie to talk about? Ah, there's so much to, to unpack here and really it kind of determines who... Obviously, there's there's a big disagreement in the movie and and when watching the movie as it progresses and everything you kind of have to choose for yourself like whose side do you take and why team iron man it turned into twilight let's be honest yeah it's kind of a i don't like you but or i disagree with you i'm like but i still think i'm right or you know so on and so forth it's like a you know trying to conquer somebody at the playground you know a little swing like this is my swing set nah my swing. Um, so going with that, are you Team Iron Man or Team Captain America? I think before you <laughs> answer, we I'm pretty sure we both uh, know who we are, like which one of our teams. Yeah. Um but yeah, which one? Look, okay, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to say this. <laughs> like I've seen the movie numerous times and I Look, I'm Team Iron Man, y'all. I'm team really? Iron Man. But, That's not what I was gonna but, go with. But for no, you. Well, but no. Well, I thought I was Team Here. At first, I was Team Iron Man for the sole purpose because 
I just like Iron Man. Fair. Um, and obviously with Spider Man coming in on the scene, then two of my favorites, you know, always Marvel. That kind of like played a factor, but like I said, I've seen the movie numerous times, and as you know, no disrespect to like Iron Man or Spider Man, but it's Team Cap now. As See, I've that's watched what I was it, gonna go with for you yeah. was Team Cap. Like as much as I like Iron Man, he. He was definitely wrong in this one. I'd have to side with Team no. Cap on this one. Even though I like the superheroes from Team Iron Man. But from why they were fighting, Captain America made more sense. Or at least I sided with him more. or Because I feel like Tony wanted the the government and all that involved, basically, to kind of decide where heroes go and do. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's that's not a good idea. Like, you even think back um, kind of to to Age of Ultron. And, you know, he, Tony wanted to build this, you know, yeah. um, armor around the world and stuff. And, wanted to, you know, all the stuff happened. And, you know, it didn't really quite work out. It kind of sounded like, hey, we need help. We need someone to keep us in check. But at the end of the day, superheroes are always going to do what they want to do. Um, regardless of the situation, especially when they know the government cannot get involved. or I mean, mm-hmm. they could, but by the time it happens, it'd be too late. I, so I am, even after rewatching it yesterday and finishing it today, mm-hmm. I, I am still Team Iron Man. <laughs> um, going in and I was definitely paying attention to the arguments and everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm Team Iron Man, but I don't think there's a winner. Neither is wrong and neither is right. Mm-hmm. I don't think Captain America is right for saying that the only hands that govern that should govern us is ourselves. And I also... Elaborate or a little bit. But I also... Well, it's basically like part of the reason why Tony signs mm-hmm. is because he's a very much guilt-tripped by that mom, which is the whole point. Like, the, the mom of Charlie, the boy mm-hmm. who died. Um, and he's like, we need accountability. Mm-hmm. Not so much always that the government is in control, but there's someone that needs to keep us accountable for when we do things. When they go on unsanctioned missions to other countries. You know, and so from that side of it, yeah. and that's the world Tony's grown up in is in politics and yeah. business and all that kind of stuff. And so I see where he's coming from. I don't think... The accords were correct. I don't think it was the right way. No. Nah. Which is where I th- I see Tony is mm-hmm. wrong. Is the court the accords weren't correct. Where Cap was wrong is he is trying to argue against a hundred and seventy eight. I think is the number countries. Yeah. Like, okay, man, you need to calm down. You're one person. This is uh, over almost two hundred countries of people. Yeah. Like at this point, obviously something needs to be done. If yeah. there's that many countries that are like, hey, something needs to be done, you need to kind of step back and take a look. Mm-hmm. And so, and at the end of the day, the movie's not even about the Accords. No. It's all about betrayal and tearing the team up. And at that point, I'm 100% Team Iron Man. Mm-hmm. You watched that last fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's all, there's nothing in there does Captain America make himself right. Nothing no. about that situation. 
So in that in that fact, like thinking about all of that, I'm I am definitely a team Iron Man. Yeah. See, I think back. You know, you, you say the 178 countries, and and I feel like they wanted something done, and they're wanting to, you know, get their hands in on the Avengers and this and that. Um, but I feel like, you know, they want. I understand they want some type of um, accountability. Accountability for which they're not wrong. Again, if you're going into a different country, another country, completely unsanctioned, no one knows you're there. Yeah, you know. And then all of a sudden a building explodes and kills a bunch of people. Why are you not being held accountable when a terrorist would be held accountable? Well, yeah, see, in the sense of, like, what caused that, though? Like, they're there to help, you know? Obviously, Intention doesn't always dictate the execution. Yeah, well... Look at Thanos. Well, yeah, for example, um, you're saying uh, Iron Man, you know, really heavily guilt tripped like you can't operate i feel like he was operating on obviously guilt and fear he's iron man because he's felt guilt yeah and fear that's that's been the whole basis of him being a superhero yeah and so like to a certain extent you can't always operate on fear like um which is why i side with cap more because i feel like with that kind of power the power that they all possess and Mm -hmm. what they're all capable of to try and contain that i feel like it's not meant to be controlled or or contain like no. like their 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 intentions you know, obviously is to protect the world obviously yeah. stop you know bad stuff from happening but obviously say they you know they signed the cords and all that and yeah. Avengers you know something happened who are they gonna put the blame on now right like is this gonna be the next part you know yes and 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 again it's that's why I understand that um. And that's why I say, like, I don't think the Accords were the right way to go, but I definitely, I definitely side with Tony in the sense of something had to be done. Yeah, and you see, if you look at it, it's kind of, you know, you think of Team Iron Man, um, like Black Panther, he took Iron Man's side because obviously... A, Purely because he wanted to get vengeance for his dad dying. Well, yeah, and also, you know, politically politically wise like uh, some wakandans died in that explosion as well not just right his and father. didn't he sign the accords yeah so he, he kind of had to so that was that, the that whole was, other point is like so, when tony gets to cap you know in yeah. the bunker he's like can't tell anyone i'm here because then i'd have to arrest myself he's mm-hmm. also like the whole point of the movie he's also under legal obligation to go against captain america mm-hmm. and so i mean that's why you know for example black panther the only reason he chose that side was because of what happened to his father and exactly. some of his people. Like, but if you know, you take that out. Like, you know, at the end of the movie, he he's about to kill. Mm-hmm. Um, remind me of his name. Do you know his name? Zemo. Zemo, I think was his name. Yeah. Yeah. The guy that basically orchestrated everything. Everything, was, and set him up to destroy themselves from the inside. I don't know. It going going back to Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I s- actually, I still think he probably would have signed. Mm-hmm. taken away those factors because he also grew up in the world of politics and business and mm-hmm. knows how to get things done from the inside. Yeah. And I think that was like a whole undertone as was, okay, if we sign these now, we can fix them later. Mm-hmm. You know, we've signed to show cooperation. Hey, now that we're cooper- cooperating, let's, let's fix them. Let's mm-hmm. make them even better. Yeah. But that's it. Um, I realized why I never watched this movie. Tell me. Um, I I've 
actually hardly seen this movie. I watched it in theaters, and I've watched it a couple times since then in the last four years. It's You and I have both been getting into the Enneagram. You are an eight, which is why this is one of your favorite movies. I love the conflict. I am a nine. I am. I never knew what Enneagram you were. I've told you I'm a nine. I'm I'm the peacekeeper. Oh, that's right. I am the one completely against conflict. And so, yeah, you can say, oh, but all of these movies have fighting and conflict. Well, yeah, but this is like betrayal and people who are close to each other breaking apart. Like the whole like, he's my friend. Well, so is I. Like, that's the type of conflict that I hate. And I even remember walking out of the theater being like, I there is something about this movie that that make gives me this feeling that I don't like and it's because it's all based on conflict <laughs> and of it tearing these choose. people apart it literally, and it makes me choose and it's I don't like choose. yeah that's that's the epitome of a <laughs> yeah. nine is I don't want to make decisions I want to keep the peace about everything mm-hmm. which is why even me arguing about saying like neither is right and neither is wrong it's such a nine it's a nine thing, thing but and I and and since learning about the Enneagram I've realized mm-hmm. oh that's why I don't watch this movie See, and, and well, when you mentioned that, because I was I'm an eight, like I kind of root for the. Well, I have a lot of tendencies and stuff. Um, like I was rooting for the the underdog or rooting for for what's right, what you believe right. is right, and it go and it makes me think back to that Captain America um quote where he's like, even if the whole world is against you, you have That's to plant yourself. That's a Peggy yourself. Carter quote. Oh, by is the it? Way. My bad. That is I'm so not sorry. Captain America. Was it? Don't you dare. <laughs> was it Peggy? Yes. I feel like okay. Anyways, Sharon Peggy. said it at the funeral and said, "This is what my aunt, oh, that's Peggy, right. would always tell Look, me." I, I'm high on emotion right now with this, but Peggy Carter, the, ca- the, the quote, caffeine is kicking in. It's kicking in. Okay, <laughs> I told you. And so, but it, you know, things back to that quote, and obviously the relationship that Peggy and Captain America had. It's kind of like, and then it's awkward the whole Sharon and yeah. Captain America afterwards. Yeah, that scene. <laughs> but uh, um, no, it's like you have to, you know, if the whole world is kind of against you your job to plant yourself like a tree and tell them to move and that's exactly what he did he was see because because captain america had so much problems even with um with shield and and, you know hydra and all that that's that's the reason he did not well i believe one reason he did not want oh it's a very big reason the government and i understand you couldn't trust anybody you know like yes but (laughs) this is the nine in me yeah yes but um that's a very dangerous mindset to live by all the time. Because, you know, maybe you are wrong. Maybe you do have to be the one to move sometimes. Mm-hmm. And this is where I think Marvel really did a disservice, is they don't go into any character development of Steve, of Captain America. They don't do They don't do any. He's a mindless yeah. soldier to them. Whereas, like, you know, you see Tony gets a three-movie character arc of him, True. you know, and, and, and you learn to see and understand why he just does things. You have nothing for Captain America. It's just him fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. That's it. I feel like it was, um, he more represent. well, yeah, kind of represented the, I'm just going to stand for what I believe in and, right. and that's it. And cause that's the American way. Marco. And so, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, I, you know, obviously, like I said, I when I realized my wrong ways, and you know, as I watched the movies over and or watched Civil War over and over, you know, I came to a realization like, like Captain America to me, you know, was right. That which is why I eventually, 
you know, switch. And and you think back, like, let's see, we had a Captain Bucky, um, was are, Jeremy Renner. Um, are you thinking about the characters on each side? Yeah. So it's Captain America, Bucky, Sam Wilson, Wanda Maximoff, and Hawkeye. Yeah. And then Iron Man is, and I just, for anyone wondering, I literally watched this all of four hours ago, which is why I know. Mm-hmm. It's very fresh in my mind. And so Iron Man sides, Iron Man, Black Widow, War Machine, Spider-Man, and Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and it, it makes me think, like, Jeremy Renner really and Black Widow <laughs> were just kind of there. They're just there, man. Like, they didn't have no well, intent to hurt each other, you know? It's like No, and that's what I love about them. That's I love, you know, the fights and, like, And Jeremy Renner is just hard? so funny. <laughs> he's like, he's he has so many great one-liners like, in all as long of as you don't hit me hard you know they were just there to kind of depends on how hard you hit me yeah yeah and so you even think back to black widow where or he t- introduces himself <laughs> to black panther yeah. he's like we've never met hi i'm hawkeye or like i'm clint yeah and black panther's like i don't I care. care like he wanted you know and this is why I oh and ant-man we forgot about ant-man oh, he's God. on captain yeah. America's side well he was i mean he was there because he was a fan of he was just there because he was drug along. But yeah. so was Clint, kind of. Yeah, see. And, and that's we forgot Vision is on Iron Man's side. Yeah. Sorry, the caffeine is now kicking in, yeah. and I'm just going. Let me. Yeah, I've drank all of mine. I chugged it, and it's it's going. I'm shaking a little bit. Um. Yeah, AJ. AJ thinks it's good. But yeah, everyone, let's give a shout-out to our good friend AJ. He is um, has gratefully allowed us to come to the studio he's he's learning at and how to run audio stuff and he's doing everything thank you so much aj because like I, I am very less experienced than he is <laughs> so everyone give a thanks to aj clap um but back to the movie um i don't know what we were talking about oh so Completely, we're gonna just completely change topics because my brain is going too fast, and I have notes on things. Let's get it. Um, I found a continuity error at the beginning. Mm. Um, at minute twenty one oh eight, when Ross first has everyone in the conference room mm-hmm. to introduce the accords, the first scene you see of everyone, and you see Robert Downey Jr. in the back. Yeah, he has his hands crossed. Yeah. Um, you can he has his left hand on top. You can see his wedding ring. But then, all of Thirteen seconds later, it, it the shot moves, it changes angles, and then it moves back, and you see a close up, and the ring is gone, and then it changes sh- scenes again, and then it gives a further kind of like more crowd view look, and you see the reflection of his wedding ring again. Um, huh. And then after that, from then on, you don't see the wedding ring. I watched it a couple of times because I was like, to keep, wait, what is that? that? I just noticed because it reflects. You see it like you don't see the full detail of the ring, but you see like a... you see a full like line, mm-hmm. but it's like the light is reflecting off of it. But yeah, minute 2108, you see it. And then at 2121, it's gone. Um, <laughs> just laughing at you. Um, yeah. So that made me I was like, oh, look at that. Um, that's a good eye. Yeah. I wouldn't notice that. Yeah. I know I read something about, um, actually on that same scene where, um, they're both, where they're all sitting is the size that they take. So I don't know if that was intentionally done. Oh, I guarantee it was intentional. Where like before they got into the yeah. argument and sides. Foreshadowing. And, and all that. 
they set them up to sit, you know, who's going to take what Because, side. you know, they were naturally like that. Hmm. Well, I guess... It, naturally yeah, is characters. Gravitate, yeah. That's, that's who you're going to gravitate. That's... I feel like that's who the characters would naturally gravitate towards. Yeah. Um, did you know this movie was referred... Is referred to as Avengers Two and a Half because it's literally everyone but Thor and the Hulk. It, it honestly. <laughs> oh, I've even referred to it. It's it's Avengers Two and a Half or Avengers Three, like some people will go back and forth. It could. It's like the. It really is. Though. It really it's is. It's not even I'm, Captain America Three. Was, it really is. It's not even a Captain America movie. Although Captain America has five minutes of more screen time than Iron Man. Ooh. I did, so that's what makes it a Captain America I movie. I think is that, yeah. This is also like the first non-Iron Man movie that Robert Downey Jr. doesn't have. I don't remember the actual title, but like top casting. He's or, not Or the top screen time? Not not even top screen time, but like on like the casting list. Mm-hmm. He's not like the top. This is the first like non-Iron Man Marvel movie where he's not um Coffee hit me. I can feel it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's going. It's pretty right, strong. Well, I'm not going to sleep. Neither am I. It's great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, I don't know. I just have a bunch of fun facts. We can hit, hit talk about up whatever. Or, or, or how about we do some maybe favorite parts and why? There are so many. Like So many things. Maybe like a favorite part and why. Yeah. And, um, and then do some fun facts. Well, first off, the music. Henry Jackman composed this, and he is so great. He ha- It's so gritty. He also composed Captain America 2, The Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And it's his, I don't even know how to explain it, but it's it's very edgy, like half the time doesn't even sound like music. And you and, and if you notice, he played a, he put a lot of the same type of music for different characters in the same way he did for the Winter Soldier. So anytime Bucky was on, but was as the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. there was this like almost like a dark screeching undertone um, in the Winter Soldier. Anytime Hydra was involved, it was like this like dark high pitched screeching kind of vibe mm-hmm. of the music, and he played that anytime Bucky was the Winter Soldier in this movie too in yeah. Civil War. Um, it's just. Yeah, it's his music. It's the so good. I feel like, you know, you're a good composer when you can feel the character mm-hmm. or the scene, and it's great to depict. You know, obviously, like Hydra, bad. So you you depict and you yeah. create this without using words to translate that to the audience to mm-hmm. be like, hey, Hydra's bad. Well, that's the feel that, and that's the beauty of music. Exactly, is like a certain note or a certain series of notes can convey such a different emotion than the others. But that's the beauty of music is like there's only eight notes in a scale, and with that series of notes, you can convey so many different emotions. You know, from like the dark undertones to like something really happy or like. You always know, um, I think it's, if you lead with the fifth, is the... Minor afterwards. Oh, once you... Well, remember what Benji talked about when we were talking about, like, the Imperial March in Mm -hmm. songwriting class? All of 
four years ago. Right. Um, I know, right? It's so long ago. But uh, how you always, but like the Imperial March, doesn't it start with a five, like a five to a one? And it leaves you wanting more, but then it like jukes you and is like. Yeah, but it's also very fulfilling, Mm -hmm. right? And, And doesn't it start with a five? I, I swear it starts, it goes like Honestly, five to a one. Honestly, I don't think my music theory is that good, but I you may be right. I think so. I don't know. Um, but like, it's just so crazy how mm-hmm. just different variations of eight notes can give so many things. Yeah, for sure. Like, and And that's how you know you're a good composer when you can accurately manipulate those eight notes. And manip- it basically manipulates us to what we feel and what's going yeah. on the screen. So, yeah, it's good. Um, the hand-to-hand combat between Captain America and Bucky are just always so great, so fulfilling to watch. Oh, the, okay. I know this is not not the right movie, but Winter Soldier. There's so much good stuff. Like in I that know one. that one. Hands down, the best scene between them two mm-hmm. was the knife scene. Oh um, yeah, the fact that he, I, like, literally, pra- he would walk around with, with a, a knife. with a knife. Yeah, was it a prop that. knife or a better knife, or both? I feel like it was a prop knife, it so he didn't been, harm himself. I'm pretty sure. I don't think it was a real one, but no. Regardless, the fact that he, you know, he would walk around all the time, mm-hmm. you know, practicing that. And when you see the actual thing in the movie, that's him yeah. actually There's doing so it. There's so many authentic. That is what I really is. As much as I am an Iron Man, Spider Man, superhero fan, like those are the ones that I'm going to gravitate towards. Those are the movies I'm going to watch. Yeah. Um. As much as I love them, I will always watch the Captain America films purely for the authenticity of the stunts. Yeah. Like there's hardly any. There's. I mean, obviously there is CGI, but there's not near as much as what is in other superhero films mm-hmm. because like those fight scenes are very authentic you know the one in, in very real the one in in here in this one in civil war mm-hmm. when bucky first gets triggered to be the winter soldier after being caught oh, that was so good. and and like that hand-to-hand scene oh man when he's like when steve's like running backwards mm-hmm. trying to like just to defend himself mm-hmm. and the winter soldier's going towards him and they're breaking through the doors and into the elevator like it's such a such a good build up like such a great build up but it's just such a fulfilling hand to hand combat scene yeah like and it's cool that why is not every superhero has well they got powers but like you know not they're in hands in hands yeah like the strength is in their hands basically and mm-hmm. to see them counter each other you know move for move even more fulfilling is watching hawkeye and black widow fight oh that was oh, so good in all like when they did it in avengers in the first one, yeah, when Clint was mind controlled, oh, I love that scene where there's just the two of them going mm-hmm. at it. It's great because they're not enhanced. It's just it's just them two <laughs> very skillfully trained people. Anyways, but yeah. yeah, Cap and Bucky are great. But another moment where just like it's authentic stunts and no CGI is before they get arrested when he's first on the run, and you know when they're running through the highway. Yeah. So the scene where he where Bucky runs grabs the moving motorcycle oh, yes. from the guy. Yes. That's not CGI'd. That's he all did that. him. Yes. That's I, it I saw the blows my mind how good that is. Man, that that was a oh gosh, some of those stuff you just you just can't fake. You can't No. Like you know obviously 
Also yeah. credit to the motorcycle driver. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of ghost ride it. Yep. <laughs> almost. And to and and to Sebastian Stan for accurately driving off is like it's he jumps on. It's like a horse. It's like trying to jump on a horse. So you got to respect these actors. Like, Man. you know, to be able to do what they do and then portray it on screen, you know, for and our the entertainment. Both the stunt actors and the, and the, stunt and the actors. actual yeah, actors. For the, they're all crazy. Phenomenal team. And to be able to do what they do for each movie, mm-hmm. it blows my mind. Let's see. Or how about the scene <laughs> where uh, Captain America yep. holds the helicopter? Yep, that was my next one. <laughs> I was oh, that's one His of my His biceps favorite. are not CGI'd. Yeah, you can't CGI no. that. That's gold right there. Right? It was written in the script. What do you mean? Kevin Feige was so um, determined to have a close-up of the of biceps. biceps. It was written in the script that the camera zooms in no, they did well. on his biceps. It was. It's really funny because that sh- day of shooting mm-hmm. almost didn't happen. Um, yeah, wardrobe and makeup got messed up, got their days mixed up, and he showed up in like a heavy jacket. Um, and they're like, no, what? We have to see his biceps. He has to be. Where's they the t-shirt? Also, they also put him in shirts that I think were either one or two sizes too small. Oh, yeah, that shirt that time. he was wearing. All the time. 100% was small. He was never small. wearing a shirt that was accurately his size. That man's at least a large. At least. That looked like he was wearing a small in that scene. But, hey, <laughs> every chick got what they wanted to see. Apparently, even the guys. Like, you know, like, all the execs are, like, all guys. And they're like, no, we have to have this in. like. <laughs> <laughs> Easy now. Like, flex, Steve, flex. And the fact, I remember seeing the behind the scenes on that, on the DVD and whatnot, yeah. and how they did it and They used a and crane and just straight up had him pulling. Yeah. Like, it's, from just, like, the physical aspect of that alone, like, is he's pulling against a crane. <laughs> had to make it look as authentic as possible. That's the thing. You got to appreciate them for the extent they go just to Man. make it look. He injured himself. Did he? Yeah, he, like. Pulled. Pulled a bicep pulled, or no? Pulled something. Because it's a very unnatural form. Yeah, to pull in that way, yeah. Um, Like, his left hand was doing, I think, like an actual bicep curl. But if you yeah. watch, like, he's trying to pull in with his, excuse me, with his right arm. Mm-hmm. I it, thought he had it, like. He had it, he had it like this instead. He? Of, he had it over, not under. Oh, did he? Yeah. No, I could have sworn it was like this. But, huh. Just his left hand was under because that was the one holding the guardrail. Yeah. And that was so that one was a correct curl, uh-huh. and but he switched it. So if you watch in the film in the shot, he's holding it over with his left hand, yeah. and then he better adjust himself by letting that's go and grabbing I, that's quickly. What I'm thinking of. But he couldn't do that with the helicopter, otherwise it would fly yeah. away. So he has this incorrect hold, um, with <sighs> his right hand. So yeah, after watching, mm. I'm like, I'm su- I would be surprised if he didn't hurt himself. All right. Yeah. Um. I will say that what got me, obviously, because um, one of my favorite parts is when the the airport scene, obviously, mm-hmm. um, where <laughs> Iron Man's like, "All right, I've had enough on the roost. Yes. And then I, you know, I hear the, you know, the web slinging, like the, whoop. yep. And it's like, hey guys, I lost it. I lost it right. seeing that live my for next, the first time. My next post was Peter Parker. That's it. Just Peter Parker. Like we're we're connecting right now. So this is the good. caffeine connect. Ah. It's so he's so good. And it was a good introduction to him as well, as mm-hmm. well as Black Panther as well. Like they introduce 
I mean, some some people may have not. No, Black Panther, you know. I didn't because I don't. I had never read the comics. Yeah. Well, see, I knew he'd come along eventually. Maybe. Mm-hmm. It was just a matter of how, and I feel like they interjected him just right, just like they did with Spider Man. Yeah. And you know, because we've all known Spider Man, we don't need another backstory. We don't need a right all this. We already know how he became Spider Man and so on and so forth. So, which is why I think for, they did so good when mm-hmm. we both talked about this Homecoming as well as this one. Is they don't they don't talk about in the intro story to Spider Man. No, the like, origins. There's no origin story because we already know it. Yeah, and kind of my favorite part is you know. Kind of sidetracks like how many times can you kill Uncle Ben? <laughs> <laughs> we can't go through that another time. But they took us through it anyway with Tony. Yeah. Anyways, um, Peter Parker, Tom yeah. Holland did this film at 19 years old, making him the youngest person to ever portray Spider-Man at the time. Um, he's the perfect Spider-Man. Yeah. Did, no or I disrespect should say, to portraying the it on screen. Mm-hmm. He's he's the youngest on screen portrayal mm-hmm. of spider-man at 19 years old <laughs> i feel very uh, unaccomplished right like i was still in high school trying to figure out my life this man's over there with all the heavy hitting I actors was, i feel a little much i was interning at a music studio at that time mm-hmm. when i was 19 well mm-hmm. but um i definitely did not know what i was doing in life and <laughs> yeah here's this 19 year old who's playing spider-man um Holy crap! He sounds like a child. Because <laughs> he, he is ac- one. I know. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like he actually sounds like a teenager in this one. Hey and guys, it's hilarious. He's like, do you talk this much in battle? Or he's like, have you ever gotten in a fight before? It's like usually not this much talking. Oh, sorry. I'll do better next time. Like, yeah, he didn't know what he was doing. No. But the mannerisms and just like the sound of his voice—it was very childlike. I think it did great. With it. It's funny, even when leading up, when they're all standing out in the battle, and it's like, it's like Mr. Stark, they're running towards us, and then they all start like kind of running towards each other. They're not like, stopping. They're not stopping. Neither are we. And then, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we shouldn't go into Tom Holland too much because no. we already did that with yeah. Homecoming. Uh, speaking of the airport fight, can we talk about Paul Rudd as Scott Lang in this <sighs> film? That dude. Like, pre-fight when Clint first pulls him out of mm-hmm. the truck is probably one of my favorite moments <laughs> of him just like, you know he's still waking up. And he's like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Oh my gosh, you're Captain America. And then he turns to Wanda and is like, hey, I know you too, big fan. But he's just like, his whole rambling is just so hilarious. Probably how everybody would like interact with him if they met him in real life. I'm shaking your hand. It's way too long, but I'm still shaking, shaking your, your hand. hand. Yeah, like. There's no filter, and mm. it just all comes out, and I think that's what makes Paul Rudd great for it. Oh gosh, he's a, he's a good Ant Man. Yes, especially even the the part where they shoot him. Um, what was he? He gets on a uh, Hawkeye's arrow. Yes, and he's like, and he you know messes up Tony or whatnot. And I am your conscience. We haven't yeah, talked in a long we'll time. <laughs> and then even towards uh <laughs> was it where he's running off he's like all right guys i'm gonna do something he's like <laughs> when he's about to turn into expand, giant man yeah, yeah he's like this might kill me or might split me in half or whatever he says something like that <laughs> like where'd like, you find this guy <laughs> yes and he does this thing and i'm like all right yeah <laughs> yeah um i forgot that the stark industries helicopter turns like has an option where that like he basically folds into a suit 
We always talk about Iron Man suit ups. Yeah. And which ones are cool. Like, obviously, the suitcase one from Iron Man 2 is super cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, though, I forgot. He sits there, he presses. It's total James Bond. Oh, It's such a yeah, James yeah. Bond <laughs> thing. Um, he literally just presses a button, leans back, and the second he presses the button, from the button, he the suit starts to come around him. Technology, man. And Has and then developed. he just, the, the chair lays back, he gets engulfed, and it shoots him yeah. out head first, like, backwards, and he flies off. It's such a cool suit up. That is so ignored. His suit-ups get, you know, when you think about it, that's why it took me a minute. I was like, wait, I'm trying to find this which suit-up in my yeah. head. Like, they one-up, or, you know, I feel like the directors, you know, and all yeah. that, like, try to one-up it every single time. Right. Like, how cool, and it depending on what's going on, too, mm-hmm. you know, and how quick, you know, he gets suited up and, yeah. you know, ready to go. And the fact, like, even kind of example, like when he was fighting Bucky. I mean, he, he didn't go full, but like it was just enough to. Oh, the watch, the watch, the watch. glove is so cool. Yeah. That's that's another one of my favorite mm-hmm. scenes because <laughs> he stopped the bullet, like yeah, the, like well, he's like, and when Black Widow's like, he got a suit. He's like, yeah, three piece Tom Ford, <laughs> um, but he still he still goes. He still mm-hmm. all he has is a fingerless glove too. Let's talk about that. It's yeah. not even a fully covered glove. It's a fingerless glove. His hand wasn't even completely Definitely covered. Definitely adding to the cool factor of it. Could have blown his hand off. Um Yeah. And he, he needs his hands. He's, you know, an engineer <laughs> like right. his hands are his job. Um That's another really cool scene. Um Yeah. And then the final fight Ooh. they're in siberia in the bunker that was this is where it gets me that solidifies me being on team iron man what's that or why is that it's um there's just so much about that scene shows how just in the wrong as a person about this whole situation that captain america was see that's that that's none of it like, was handled correctly no no first off should have told him the truth when he found out. Second off, shouldn't have tried to deny it the first time. Third, you realize he's overcome with grief and anger and he's going to lash out. Why fight him? See, that's where like that's where I like quickly switch back to Team Iron Man when all that none was of revealed. That, none of that Espe- scene. Uh-huh. It just like nothing about that scene makes me a fan of Captain America. And especially you know where because you realize he beats up Bucky and Captain America at the same time. The only reason he beats up Bucky is because, well, the first time he tries to lash out mm-hmm. because he's just like he just watched this guy kill his parents. Yeah, wouldn't anyone watching a video of someone very obviously killing their parents, being in the same room face to face with that person who killed them, wouldn't anyone lash out? Oh, of course, hundred percent. I would exactly. Too. So there's that point. Then he completely ignores Bucky when Steve grabs him, and uh, this got me. Even watching it, like <laughs> even I watched this part today. Yeah. He just like just the whole like, did you know? Did you like? And the- he cuts him off. He cuts <sighs> him off again. Steve tries to tries to explain it, tries to give the excuse, and he's just like, did you know? And and you can just see the, the grief, anguish the- and the betrayal and everything in his eyes. He knew what he did. He, yes, he knew. He instantly. tried to. I feel like he tried to prevent that moment from like it will ever get into that moment yeah but obviously he knew it was like oh this it's yeah. too late like we're and already so here the second steve admits 
Or he even he even tries to be like, but I didn't know it was him. He's like, cut it. Did you know? And he's like, yes. That's the instant that Tony completely ignores Bucky because he doesn't care at that point. Mm-hmm. Everything he's feeling is betrayal from Steve. Steve. Yeah. He doesn't even care that Bucky's in the room. Yeah. The only reason he ends up fighting Bucky is because Bucky tries to protect Steve. Yeah. Who shouldn't rightfully be protected at this point, oh, in yeah. my opinion? I don't see. And the reason they stuck together is because they're buddy buddies. Yeah. And, and they are. And so... Yeah, that's where that's actually that's where like I shifted back to Team Iron Man because I was like, yeah, like they were fighting, kind of. Honestly, in my opinion, I totally think Iron Man could have took them both out. Oh, he could have. I mean, after he took out, you know, <laughs> Bucky's I mean, arm, and then not even that, but like basically pulverized Captain America. Well, in the first combat. movie alone, in Mark Three, mm-hmm. you know. Of the third rendition of the suit, mm-hmm. he takes out an entire terrorist cell. Oh, yeah. At this point, he's done so many upgrades, he could very easily take out the two of them. Oh, yeah. Which shows that he's not even lashing out in full. In fu- he's not trying to hurt them. He's, he's lashing out because he was betrayed, hurt. and he was hurt, and he's grieving, and... He's trying to process all his emotions. Right, like, and then he also has all the stress from Ross and the Accords, and everything is built up. And the deaths that, you know, he got blame for or yeah well the avengers but he still takes it as if it was you know his fault he takes the brunt of the blame for just about everything because he's yeah. the face yeah he's the one that the public knows the most because he's the most famous yeah and he's the one who has the money to fund it all and so and, and you the see brain. and the brain but you see that in like spider-man homecoming when it says oh the avengers have this cleanup crew but it only mm-hmm. shows a picture of tony stark yeah um so he's yeah so there's so much going into why Tony lashes out, and then it's just, yeah. And then the note at the end, the oh. Avengers are yours. No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not, Steve. That's a cop out. That is he, not an he apology. Did, see, that's there is no apology in that letter. It was more of a. I'm sorry. You think you're right. Yeah. Is like, what it was. It's more of like, sorry that we argued, but I'm still right. But yeah. if you want to, if you want to think you're right, here's a letter. Yes. Here's a way to call me when you eventually need help. Because I'm still right. Like, nothing about the second half of the movie made me move anywhere near. That's where I I feel like it it tore a lot of people. See, that's that's why, like, at first I was Team Iron Man, like I said, and it's like, you get that battle within of, like, Mm -hmm. like, man, like, it it really reveals about yourself. (laughs) I see where both sides come from. But at the end of the day, from a personal level, yeah. I'm definitely Team Iron Man. Yeah. So that's why I eventually has watched it over and over. Mm-hmm. It's like my nature, my inst- like yeah. the hero in me was like, and yes. that's why I went with Team Cap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can talk. Go ahead. No, I mean, I was just saying, like, even at the end, um, how uh, oh, remind me of his name, the guy that started it all, the the fight, Zemo. Zemo. I was gonna say Zeno, but Zemo. Um, even at the end when he tried to take himself out, yeah. um, and I really liked the the overall um, how Black Panther, you know, obviously stopped him, mm-hmm. and and this is why like I'm an eight because you want you want justice served, right. but you also want it the right way. Mm-hmm. But sometimes he was trying to get it. He Zemo was trying to take the uh, coward's way out. Yeah. And Black Panther wouldn't let him. Yeah. And what I liked was 
you know, and, and that quote really hits me. I, I may quote it wrong or not or whatnot, but he's like, hey, I'd let, you know, hate and rage or something like that consume me. But I'm Vengeance. Or vengeance. I think it's, I've let vengeance consume me. He's like, but I'm done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of retracts his claws. And and so I was, he's having a moment with Zemo, and, you know, Zemo's about to try to take the coward's way out and, you know, stop some. And it's like, no, like, there's always a way. Um, and that's, see, that's where he realized, well, I guess. He realized once he's, because he was spying on them the mm-hmm. whole time. Yeah. So once he learned, oh, I had the wrong person. Exactly. You know. And so. That was. And then it was kind of like, I can't fight. You know, it brings me, it thinks me, makes me think back to, like, okay. Like, he was on Iron Man's side, but then it was kind of more like. Well, even Iron like Man he, was on Iron like Man's side and then turned on to Cap's side for a second. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He was torn and kind of, I feel like he was 50-50 at that yeah. point. So, but yeah. And I think that's, that also <laughs> shows why I like Iron Man more is he, he even straight up admits he was wrong. He's yeah. like, I was wrong. I mean, I still have to do this from a legal point of view, but I was wrong. And I'm trying to make it right by going uh, outside of the law. And and I think like Black Panther does that too, but Captain America is like I wasn't wrong. No. Yeah, I and wasn't wrong. Just kind of retreats into he the doesn't, shadows. He, he doesn't admit anything. He doesn't, and that's where that whole like even leading up to the next Avengers. Exactly, maybe. but even even that that quote of you know like stand like a tree and tell them to move like that's a very dangerous line to walk mm-hmm. because sometimes you are wrong. Yeah, and like Tony admits it. Hey, I was wrong. Steve is like I was right. Yeah. And yeah, he was right about part of it, but I don't think he's right about all of it. No. So yeah. Alas, we'll always be torn. Always. Team Cap and Team Iron Man. Well, thanks for being on. It was a pleasure. Yeah. (laughs) So much fun, really. So much fun. That's it for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. And if you have any movie facts or questions you want to add, send us an email at moviesandmochas20 at gmail.com. Or if you have any movie suggestions you want to add to our list, let us know what you want us to talk about. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just look for the Movies and Mochas podcast. Have a great day, guys.